stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, uh, as you may have heard last week, the Alberta government says they're going to set aside $40 million uh, to help those who are losing their jobs as Alberta ships away from coal and coal-fired electricity. It was Labor Minister Christina Gray making the announcement. Said the money's going to top up benefits to 75% of a worker's previous earnings during the time they're collecting employment insurance. So they're also asking the federal government not to claw back existing benefits as the province tops up those EI benefits. So the province estimates about 2,000 uh, workers are going to be affected. All right, so this is uh, this coal workforce transition fund is what they're calling it. It was one of the recommendations from an advisory panel that was set up to look at ways of supporting communities who are going to be impacted by this. So they say, we're doing our part. Hopefully the feds will do their parts uh, and we can help these people get through this transition. I think there's a lot of uncertainty, though, about what it's going to mean for people who are working in the industry right now and who face some, some uncertainty. And are at a point maybe where they have to start making decisions. Do you stick with it and, and hope for the best? Or do you start looking for something else? Start looking for another job? Start looking at maybe some, some retraining to learn some new skills to eventually find a new job? What about those communities, though, that, that really depend on this, this industry? Because if these people are able to find new jobs, does that mean that they're going to have to go elsewhere to get those new jobs? What becomes of these communities? What happens to communities like Hannah, for example, where a lot of the town's workforce is involved in these these uh, mines and these coal-generating stations? So I think there is a lot of concern. Joining us for some further thoughts, uh, very pleased to welcome the program. Uh, Hannah's mayor, Chris Warwick, joins us. Uh, Chris, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Rob. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, and I think it's important to focus on, on this and what, what it means for your town. Uh, so what was your reaction when you heard that announcement on, on Friday? Well, my initial reaction, of course, was I was glad that they took the recommendations from the coal panel. Uh, I know they spent a lot of time uh, in our community and in all the coal effect communities to gather some information. And I'm glad to see that those recommendations for the workers uh, have really been put in place. Um, again, you're, you made a great point in, in the fact of it's one thing to train them up to leave our community. That's really not what we're looking for. But, uh, you know, of course, we do have maybe quite a few of them that might retire and uh, hopefully they stay in our community. So that's not quite as big of an impact. Yeah, I guess that that's part of this plan, right? For some who are maybe close to retirement, this would, would kind of help ease them into that? That's correct. Okay. So, yeah, and then ideally then they would stay in the community. So Hannah's about about 2,500 people or so? Yeah, about that, 26, yeah. And uh, how, many, how many jobs in the community are, are connected to the coal industry? Total, uh, about 100 jobs on the coal side and 100 jobs on the generation side, so 200 jobs. Okay. So that, that's a fairly significant proportion of the, the town's workforce. About 7.5%, which is the equivalent of about 91,000 jobs in Calgary. So, yeah, well, yeah significant, go. yes. Puts it in perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I guess in an ideal world, that if, if we're going to move away from coal, there would be something else to replace it. There would be some, some other kind of industry in the town uh, to, to help sustain it. But do you, do you fear that maybe that, that won't be the case? Um, we are actively working right now with government to uh, to look at some uh, opportunities that we do have. Uh, of course, you know, renewables is a is a big part of it. There, you know, there doesn't 
it doesn't create a whole pile of jobs. Of course, construction jobs it does, but but as far as uh, the maintenance of uh, renewables, there's very little job support that way. But uh, being the fact that we're on the transmission lines and and we're set up quite well for both solar and wind, um, you know, we do have people always knocking on our door right now, looking uh, looking to bring those types of investments into our community. All right. So right now, then it's about looking for possible new new companies, new industries that that you can attract to the region. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so what 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 can you offer? I mean, what what advantages does does this area offer? Well, we certainly have a lot of available land and relatively inexpensive as far as anywhere else in the province. Um, but, uh, and again, you know, we do have, uh, you know, lots of resources. Of course, we have, uh, we have, uh, fiber internet within our community, which, which always, always something that's, that's, uh, that's a benefit to companies. Uh, and, and as far as power goes, we have lots of power, lots of water available too. So that type of industry is, you know, it's a, it's a welcome attraction to them. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Chris, I mean, what are you hearing from folks in town? I mean, are they they worried about the their future? Are they worried about the town's future? How are people feeling? I, I think generally there there is concern, and as there probably should be. Um, right now, though, I, I as from what I understand, the uh, coal fire generating station is operating at a maximum capacity and have been for the last uh, several months. So, you know, the immediate future is 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 pretty decent right now. But uh, you know, that can't go on forever, obviously. Right. And do you accept that there's an inevitability to that? I know it's, you know, it's certainly a controversial timeline that the government has laid out, but are, are we probably eventually moving away from coal? Is this coming sooner or later? Well, I think so. Uh, I know even in our conversations with ATCO, who owns the uh, Sheerness Generating Station, they're, they're certainly looking at options to, to convert to natural gas, which, which still eliminates, of course, all of the coal jobs and probably at the very bare bones, 50% of the jobs on the generation side. So you're still losing 150 50 jobs, which is still a very significant number. Yeah, it still is. Now, in terms of how the government's handling this, I mean, aside from the decision, I know there's been concern in the past that perhaps they, they weren't really consulting with, with towns like Hannah. They weren't really interested in, in, in hearing about uh, how people are concerned or what the potential impact might be. But you get the sense that there's a, a better avenue of communication that's opened up? Uh, I do actually. Just in the recent last recent months, we've uh, had the opportunity to meet with uh, four different ministers as to how we can move forward. So we are in the process of setting up a task force between ourselves and between government, several different ministries to to come up with some solutions that will help uh, generate some uh, some jobs into our region. Is there more they could be doing, or or maybe a different way of of going at this? You think? Um, I, you know, I've, I've always been an advocate for uh, cleaner burning technologies. That's obviously not an option anymore. But uh, um, I think with with the industry that we have in this province and some of the best well-trained uh, engineers uh, in the province, I think there are solutions to you know reduce emissions and still allow some of the fossil fuels to burn. But uh, that doesn't seem like it's on the table right now. Uh, no, it doesn't. Now, I, I guess there's some some hope as well that they've they've expressed that the feds will will play a part here. Do you think there's a role for Ottawa to play? I think there's a bigger role than they have been playing for sure and, and more more you know, more than just uh EI extensions. Uh you know, they they really were the government that initiated this uh you know, allowing coal fire generating stations to operate to their fifty year life, which would have closed Sheerness uh at twenty forty. So um I think the feds need to step up a little bit more. They've they've been quite quiet in this whole front. Well, let's hope they do. Chris, uh, we'll, we'll see where things go from here, and uh, perhaps we'll, we'll touch base again. But thanks for making some time for us here today. Not a problem anytime, Rob. Appreciate this. Yeah, take care. Uh, that is Chris Warwick. He is the mayor of the town of Hannah. So as he says, about uh, you know 2,600 people or so in town.
uh, in a pretty substantial proportion uh, of the town's workforce in the coal industry, about 200 or so in Anna, which is a pretty significant percentage. So those jobs are all gone. It's a, that's a big hit to the town. So in the meantime, as, as Chris says, they're, they're appreciative that at least the, the, the government is accepting some of these recommendations from this task force uh, to help some of these older workers get to retirement, to, to help retrain some of these younger workers as well. But I guess that's the concern from the town's point of view, that if you retrain a younger worker, they're able to transition into a different industry. Is that industry necessarily in Hannah? So, yeah, there's the future of these individuals, but there's also the, the broader question of the future of the town itself. Our number here, 403-974-8255. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have some time for your phone calls. We've got some other news to get to as well. This is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.